Soft humidity is at 94%. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories, a former minister says Hong Kong needs an independent inquiry into the extradition bill so it can move on. The financial secretary dismisses suggestions that Thursday's relief package snubbed tertiary students and a post-mortem rules that the death of the disgraced US financier Jeffrey Epstein was suicide, but questions continue. The former Secretary for Transport and Housing, Anthony Chung, says Hong Kong needs an independent inquiry into the extradition bill saga to resolve the political crisis. Mr Chung says that while this may still not satisfy some protesters, it's important for the city to move forward. Whether or not uh, some protesters will accept the independent inquiry as sufficient uh, uh, as uh, uh, a sufficient response to their demands is one matter. But I think uh, for the community as a whole, it is necessary to establish uh, the full facts so that there is ground for reconciliation. And I think that is what uh, many public figures who have so far expressed their support to such an idea. The financial secretary has rejected suggestions that he's discriminating against university students who have been the mainstay of the anti-extradition bill movement by not giving them a subsidy under a relief package rolled out on Thursday. Students in kindergarten, primary and secondary schools will each receive $2,500 subsidy, but not university students. Paul Chan says university students can apply for grants and loans and his sweeteners actually target parents. In the last two budget. I propose to give needy students allowance to help them uh, when commencement of the school terms. The coming economic challenge is daunting. During difficult economic times, usually middle-class family, grassroots families would suffer financial hardship. Our plan is that by giving students uh, allowances, we can, in a way, relieve the financial burden of their parents. A planned march starting in Hoisham Park in Tokowan and ending at Wampur MTR station is going ahead this afternoon from half past three to five o'clock after the appeal board overturned a police ban. The board's decision came after organisers agreed to alter the planned route. Organisers are also required to arrange at least 100 marshals and must call on participants to leave and not take part in any illegal action at the end point. One of the organisers is Timothy Lee. I'm actually surprised about the result, but uh, freedom to procession and freedom to assembly is the fundamental rights of Hong Kong residents enshrined in the basic law. So we are just getting what we originally deserve. I can't see this is a victory or something we are going to be very happy about. A post-mortem in New York City has determined the death of the disgraced U.S. financier Jeffrey Epstein was suicide. Investigations are continuing into why Epstein was reportedly taken off suicide watch a few days before his death, despite an apparent attempt to kill himself a week earlier. From Washington, the BBC's Chris Buckler reports. Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in his cell at a prison in Manhattan last weekend. And earlier this week, the Washington Post reported that one of the bones broken in his neck was more commonly found in cases of people who had been strangled than in hangings. Although that's not always true with older men, and medical examiners say they've determined that the post-mortem results are consistent with the suicide. 
There are a series of investigations taking place into the circumstances of his death. Amid reports, Epstein had been taken off suicide watch just days after an earlier attempt to kill himself. The Hollywood star Peter Fonda has died at his home in Los Angeles from lung cancer. He was 79. This report from the BBC's Peter Bowes. Peter Fonda co-wrote, produced and starred in Easy Rider, the road movie in which he and co-star Dennis Hopper played a pair of long-haired bikers travelling through the southern United States. The film touched a nerve for America's youth, the first counterculture film to be a huge hit. It earned Fonda an Oscar nomination. He was the son of the Hollywood star Henry Fonda and the younger brother of Jane Fonda. In a statement, the family said... While we mourn the loss of this sweet and gracious man, we also wish for all to celebrate his indomitable spirit and love of life. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. U.S. media say the Trump administration has moved forward with an eight billion U.S. dollar sale of F-16 fighter aircraft to Taiwan, the largest such transaction in decades. China has repeatedly objected to the deal, which Taiwan initiated in March. The United States authorities say computers are coming back online after a nationwide network failure disrupted customs checks at airports across the country. The glitch affected international passengers. The BBC's John McManus has the details. U.S. Customs and Border Protection says the computer problem which caused so much disruption has now been resolved, but it may take some time for normal service to resume. Staff at airports in San Francisco, Seattle, Washington and New York were forced to process international arrivals manually, leading to long delays, with many people unable to leave their planes or queuing for hours. At Seattle Airport, piles of luggage were left on the terminal floor, waiting to be reunited with owners. This isn't the first time the system has failed. A similar outage in 2017 prompted a report which warned of inadequate backup capabilities. This family had been travelling back from a holiday in London. They had problems after landing at Washington Dulles Airport. We realised that... Once we heard that there was a shutdown, then people started sitting down. And then that was kind of when we realized, oh, we're going to have to sit down soon. We're going to be there for a little so while. We were watching movies and sending emails and texts. the Wi-Fi and, works. Yeah, the Wi-Fi was working for a while. The United States has issued a warrant to seize the, an Iranian oil tanker a day after the vessel was given permission to leave the British territory of Gibraltar. The U.S. Justice Department says the vessel, all the oil on board, and around a million dollars are forfeit, based on allegations of sanctions, violations and terrorism. To sport now, and with a look ahead to this weekend's football action, here's the BBC's Steve Crossman. It is a very busy weekend. We've got new seasons kicking off for a start in Germany and Spain. In Spain, the big three, so Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, they've spent almost a billion dollars between them on new players this summer. And two of them, Barca and Real, want to add to that by signing Neymar. He is going to leave Paris Saint-Germain, surely. Is he going to Real? Is he going to Barca? We'll have to wait and see. But they look a little bit unbalanced this season, those two. So who knows, maybe it could be Atletico season in Germany. Borussia Dortmund pushed by Munich so, so close last season. The smart money seems to be that they'll do it again and maybe 
get over the line and win their first Bundesliga title for eight years. And that's before we even mention the Premier League. I went to see Manchester City's Bernardo Silva this week, one of Pep Guardiola's best players, and he couldn't even get in the team last weekend. They've got a huge game as well. The Champions of England face the Champions League finalists, Manchester City against Tottenham Hotspur. That is the pick of the weekend fixtures in the Premier League. So it's all happening. Germany, Spain, England, massive games right across the board to look forward to. Tennis and Novak Djokovic was too much for Luca Pui as he edged closer to a second straight title at the ATP Cincinnati Masters. The top seed won the 15th of his last 16 matches as he beat the Frenchman for the second time this season after a win in the Australian Open semi-finals. Djokovic will play for a final berth later today against Russian Daniel Medvedev, who was the losing finalist last week in Canada against Rafael Nadal. Naomi Osaka has retired in the quarter-finals of the WTATP Cincinnati Masters with an injury to her left knee. Osaka, who regained the world's number one ranking on Monday, had just forced a third set against Sofia Kennan and was serving when she called for a trainer. She had her knee taped and tried to play on but had to retire. The injury comes just 11 days away before she's due to defend her US Open title. Kennan advanced 6-4-1-6 to love and will face either Venus Williams or Madison Keys for a place in the final. To golf now, and Japan's Hideki Matsuyama shattered the course record at Medina with a 9-under par 63 to seize the early second-round lead in the US PGA BMW Championship, while Tiger Woods struggled again. Matsuyama, a 2017 US Open runner-up, seeking his sixth US Tour title, ended on 12-under 132 after 36 holes. That's two strokes under the old course mark of 65, shared by first-round co-leaders Justin Thomas and Jason Cox and previously held by Woods, Skip Kendall and Canada's Mike Weir. Woods, a 15-time major champion who won his first major in 2008 at this year's Masters, fired his second consecutive 71. In second place at 10 under were Americans Patrick Cantley and Kevin Kistner. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Rambier, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes on offer. First, our featured album, the latest from young Acadian singer-songwriter Caroline Savoie, and a new selection of hot new hits from a lot of places on the planet. As always, Giovanetti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with a hot new track from Switzerland, specifically from uh, the German-Swiss area with Beatrice Egli. She's a Schlager music singer-songwriter. She came to fame uh, in season 10 of the German music competition Deutschland sucht den Superstar, if I read that correctly. And she's sold over a million records in Germany, Switzerland and Austria. She herself is from Pfaffikon in Switzerland, on the eastern part of the country. She's of Austrian-Swiss ethnic uh, heritage and has been singing since the age of nine. So her latest on the charts is this track, Terra Australia, 
which seems to hark back to the Latin origin of uh, Australia. It's the Southern Lands. It's definitely the Southern Hemisphere. Beatrice Egli. Yeah. 